You know, if you look at too, I'm like we're now through what a good what are we more than two months in. We're into January now, so it's a couple months into the NBA season. We've gotten a real sample size of some of these teams. The Pacers I love just because of the fact that they're a team that's overachieving and clearly not trying to tank. Yes. You know, uh, think about the teams like the Bulls, the Raptors, the Warriors, the Lakers. Like, So our producer, Nicholas over there, Nick B, he threw some teams out. Yes. Which ones we think would have the best chance of turning things around in 2023? The Bulls at 16-20. and 20. They're 11th in the East. The Raptors, who you just mentioned, this is kind of what spurred me to make sure we got to this because I think it's actually a really interesting thing to think about. Uh, the Raptors are 16 and 20, and they're 12th now. This is a team for years that's been coached up, coached very, very well. Three and seven in their last ten. About to be three and eight when we win this. The Warriors are 19 and 18. They're starting at least 500 over their last ten, and then Lakers are the Lakers. They're terrible. They're 15 you know and 21, and they're the trash. Hmm. I was looking at this today, preparing for the podcast, and it had nothing to do with what I talked about today. But I was just looking at it. And I was looking at the Warriors. Do you know that the Warriors have simultaneously the best home record in the NBA and, and the, the worst, worst road, road record? record They're in the so NBA. bad on the road. That's insane. If they were even just like seven games under 500 on the road, they'd be a much better, better team. I mean, think about it. They're 19 and 18 and have the worst won, road record in the NBA. I think they've won three games on the road. It's they're and unbelievable. I think they've lost three games at home. They're 16 and two at home. Yeah. Right now, yeah, sixteen. So they've lost two games, and I think they've won three games on the road. I want to say it's like three and twenty something. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up just because it is like three an astonishing. Three and sixteen or three and fourteen. Three and sixteen. They're sixteen, sixteen and two at home, yeah. and three and sixteen on the road. That's, That's a massive split. That is really bad. But they've also won four straight games. So if this team could even get semi right, like let's say they just get to the point where they're six or seven games under five hundred on the road, with what they do at home, and then Steph Curry coming back, you know they're. They've put themselves in a better position now. One of the things we worried about right when Steph went down, at least that I did, I went from, ah, it's the Warriors. They'll be fine. We've seen this for years. It's You know, you don't go against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They resumes speak for themselves. The Warriors are that team. But with Steph out, I mean, they looked horrendous for the, be- the first couple of weeks that he was missing time. Well, but now, I thought they were going to go 3-7 and seven or 2-8. and eight, Yep. And they have the chance to go 7-3 and three and they're 10 without yep. Steph. Yeah. So, I mean, they play two bad teams. I think the Pistons come up in a Golden State, and then Houston, I mm-hmm. think, are the next two. And they're both at home, and we know they only lost two at home, so they're probably going to beat them. So they're going to go 7-3 and three without Steph, which is pretty phenomenal. Yep. And without Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is going to miss his 14th game in a row tonight. Yep. So the Warriors actually, I think, are going to be fine. Who's not going to be fine to me are the Raptors, honestly. this is Even more than the Lakers? Well, the Lakers I've kind of given up on. Well, you've actually destroyed them yourself. Yeah, you, it, you medusa them. I think, yeah, as so. soon as I took, as soon as I took uh, my man Darvin Ham to win Coach of the Year yep, and that Anthony was it. Davis props, <laughs> and then he's now gone down, I mean, I'm doing the Lord's work for, this is true. for everybody who hates the Lakers. This but, is true. So they're dead already. But the Toronto Raptors, this is a team where you've got Nick Nurse taking his team and, and winning a title his very first year. Yep. And now I think he's lost the locker room. You've got him killing his players mm-hmm. in post-game pressers, yep. saying that they don't try. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying players, if they don't do what he wants them to do, are going to just flat out be traded. Yeah. He said Gary Trent Jr. doesn't have any value if he doesn't play defense. Yeah. He was like, he pretty much has zero point and role on this team if he doesn't do the things that we brought him in to do because he's 6'3". 
and we like guys between 6'7 and 6'9. So he kind of fits if he plays defense. If he doesn't play defense, he doesn't fit at all. And he said that publicly. He's cr he's crushing Siakam. Yep. He's crushing Scotty Barnes. I mean, he's crushing guys. You're show seeing him go apoplectic on the on the sidelines mm -hmm. against this team. This team is what three and seven in their last ten. Yep. They've got a ton of talent. Scotty Barnes is playing like trash his second year, which is totally fine, like totally normal. Sophomore slump. Sophomore slumps there it are is. normal. Christian Coloco is like the only bright spot. Uh, it's just not a team where the vibes are very good. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Fred Van Fleet looks like he's kind of in a bad mood. It's just a not a, not a team where you could see them doing anything. And I think I think Nick Nurse could be fired. I wanted to talk about it today on the podcast, but I didn't have time. I think Nick Nurse, and I love Nick Nurse. He's one of my favorite guys in the I would, NBA. I would hire him in a second if I was looking for a head coach. Absolutely. The question is, is Nick Nurse like the modern Tom Thibodeau? Like very good. You know, that's the first name I thought of is that when things start go uh, it was Tom Thibodeau because when things start going bad he gets very he gets very angry you can see it and loses it, it's it's not it's like a negative uses negativity for yes. motivation as opposed to the other Can't way around do that and he's a very positive dude but he's crushing them. Right. He won't play the young guys. Same thing with Tibbs. He's like playing like six guys in the rotation heavy minutes. Yeah. I mean the fact that Delano Banton was getting minutes is like sort of scary because that's just not his vibe. I don't know what's happening there. I just know it's bad. He's definitely trying. I mean, clearly he's trying to shake things up. Yes. Uh, and there's no question about it, whether it's the rotation or what he's saying publicly. The thing is, is does he know and has he been the type of coach over his career where he understands how to go after different players different ways and it works? Right? Greg Popovich has always talked about that. You have to coach players to their personalities. Not everybody responds to screaming and yelling. And not everybody is upset over tough love, let's say. So you've got to understand that if you're going to go publicly and do what Nick Nurse is doing right now for this Raptors team that sits four games under 500, you better understand that like these guys that you're mentioning are yeah. going to respond in the right way, or it's only going to get worse. I mean, you talk about them being 3-7 and seven in the last 10 games. I mean, they're plummeting in the Eastern Conference right now. where they, It's completely the wrong direction. The Bulls have a better record than them. And if, if they don't turn this around, like, I don't – I don't think he'd be fired this year, but there could be something in the offseason where it gets to the point where they know there's more. Because you know how it is. When coaches get fired, and if it's even some semblance of a surprise or there's been a really good resume to this point, it usually means there's personality clashes. It usually there means is. there's stuff going on in the locker room or in practice that's just making it a more toxic culture than it normally well, would have been. Here's the thing, too. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet are a little click. Yeah. They became very close when they played in the G League together. OJ Ananobi, not tight with them. Yep. OJ Ananobi is on the upswing and yet is not being uh, not being essentially game-planned for, right? Yep. So Nick Nurse is not scheming for OG. And then you've got this little click, Fred Van Fleet, who's running the offense, mm -hmm. wanting to get the ball to Pascal. Pascal is doing really well. He's having a career year as well. Yep. However, they're not winning. So there definitely is some, like, internal friction, and I've heard that was why OG wanted to be traded yeah. last year and in the offseason. There's something about the dynamic of this team that makes them someone that I take the Pacers at home against them yep. immediately. I shouldn't be taking the Pacers. Yeah, I didn't even hesitate. It was like a plus 100. I'm didn't in. even hesitate. Yeah, it was like an immediate have to. Tyrese Halliburton is going to eat you guys for yes. breakfast. Yes, which – 
right now, if I had to, if you had to pick one more toxic situation, Nate McMillan and the Hawks or Nick Nurse and the Raptors? Uh, McMillan for sure. I think Trey, so too. Trey Young is, is still bad, worse. bad, bad. He he's the guy that just gets. He is a coach killer, and when you start gaining that reputation in the NBA, it makes it that much more difficult one to win, but two to find good head coaches that are going to be willing to coach you.